Ladies and gentlemen, good evening, dear friends. Welcome to another edition of Jesus is the Answer with Kathy Ekakunden Jingle. I am an ambassador of Christ Jesus and I am your host. You're welcome. How are you all doing? I'm back. This is <laughs> audio two for the day, Sunday, the 3rd of October 2021. I'm back to preach again. I have a message. Actually, I got this message some weeks ago right i have a couple of messages i've not yet preached so i was led to preach this one today it's like i have to do this so immediately i finished i was listening to the message and i'm like i have to come right back and preach so that's why i'm here so don't be surprised i'm like i thought she's gone i'm back hope you're fine so before we dive into the message let's welcome our father let's welcome yahweh Father, you are the King of kings, the Lord of lords, the mighty man in battle. Holy Spirit, we thank you. We thank you, Lord Jesus. Father, we thank you for another opportunity to come into your presence, to worship you and to glorify your holy name. Father, less of me, more of you. Holy Spirit, take over me. Take over me. Take over this service. Speak through me, Father, Lord. Speak through me, Father. We bless your holy name. We worship you. I soak myself into your precious blood, blood of Jesus. All those who are listening to me, I soak them with your precious blood, blood of Jesus. All those who listen to me later, oh Father Lord, I cover them with your precious blood, blood of Jesus. And I pray that you will give them an understanding as they listen to the message. Soften their hearts, oh Lord Jesus. Take over this service, Holy Spirit. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Amen. Amen. So how are you all doing? Hope you're fine. Happy new month once more. If you've not listened to the first audio uh, message, you better go and listen to it. It's titled Seek to Please God. Right? It's a Thanksgiving service praise slash seek to please God. Because that is a message God gave that this month we should seek to please him. As you seek him, make sure you please him. We are always in the habit of asking. 
Let's not ask this time. Let's go and please Him. Let's live a life pleasing to Him. I can't say you'll never ask here, but in as much as you want to ask, make sure you are living right because the Bible states clearly seek Him first, the kingdom of God and His righteousness, and every other thing shall be added unto you. So do your part, play your part, and God will give you everything that you want. Not according to your will, but according to his will for you. Because his will is right. His will is always the best. Things will fall in place at the right time. Just like you are playing a puzzle game. I always use this example because it's so simple and clear and everybody can understand. Just like you are playing a puzzle. Imagine a puzzle of uh, of a cup. Let's say they make a cup in pieces. Like you have to, when you put those pieces together, then you see, you know, when the puzzle, the puzzle all comes together, then it will form that beautiful tea cup. So when you are playing at first, you don't see the beauty. You take the parts, the pieces, and you try to put them together. You don't see the beauty, but when it's completed, then you'll be like, wow, what a beautiful teacup. What a beautiful image, whatever it is. That's how it works with God. His time is just like a puzzle. He will put this one here. He wait for the next season. He put this one here. The next season. At the end, you'll be like, oh my God, God had a reason. Now I know why things are like this. Then you can admire the beauty of it, of God's timing. You say it came just at the right time. Having to see a situation where somebody dashes you money or you are owing somebody or somebody was owing you and probably you've been running behind this person. Like, give my money. I need this money. Give my money. They're like, I don't have... You can't, do, you can't really do anything. You talk, talk, talk. At times you even get angry and you're like, I'm not asking that money again. When you want to give me, you give me. At times you even say it to their face. At times you don't say You just take that decision in your mind. Like, you know what? They came, they asked me, I borrowed them, and now they don't want to pay my money, I need my money. But you know this period that they didn't pay you, you didn't starve. You still had money to eat, you were still paying your bills, you were still running some errands. It's just like you, you, you're thinking if they give you that money, it will be, you do them with ease. You were struggling, but you, you, it didn't kill you. It didn't really take much from you. You were still managing doing your thing. And when you are down there, like you have a big crisis, probably you don't even have money to, if you're a business person, you need to go, you know, and shop for your, your shop to restock your business and you don't have money. You're like, ah, what do I do now? You just say a knock at your door or they call you. Can you please give me your, your bank information? For those of you in Africa, they do this money transfer thing and you, you get an alert on your phone. Like, oh my God, this person just created my account. And you're like, thank you. The money came just right in time. I needed this money. It's the same with God. God will know. No, this situation will not kill my child. This situation will instead strengthen her. My daughter is learning. She's learning. Now that I'm not with, uh, now that things are not moving the way she wants, she's learning. She's coming closer to me. You even born with God. The time that I I started seeking God. When I rededicated my life, I've always been that one who like, I always pray. I had always known there is God. I've always loved God. I wanted to be a Reverend Sister growing up. That was my dream to be a Reverend Sister, but it was not a plan. Probably it was God's plan, but something went wrong, so it was not my destiny. Right? Because I mean, when he called me, he told me, say, if you had been, he said, if you have been a Reverend Sister, that would have been it. 
Maybe just the convent that I walked, that's where they will even know me. But he had given me something that the world needs. He has put in me. He said, go, you will deliver nation. You will set the captives free. So it was not just for me to be to, to be in a convent to pray. And you know Catholics, they don't even give that opportunity much. The sisters will just be, they do their own thing. Probably from time to time, I'll, 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 I would have been led to pray. And they'll be like, oh, there's a sister here when she prays to you or she preaches to you the way she explains the Bible. Maybe just a few would have been benefit. Whereas there is more that people need. My messages have been heard all over the world. All over the country, the, 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 the continents of the world, they have listened to my messages. They have listened to my messages all the continents. It might not be all like so many people, right? But at least in every continent, at least there is a country. At least one country in every continent, they have listened to my message. And those people will tell somebody else. That's how it goes. When was it? Some days ago, I was surprised. Oh my God, Australia. Somebody has listened to my message in Australia. There was a time I went, since two or three months ago, I was like, where is Mauritius? I said, oh my God, they listen. Is it Mauritius? <laughs> oh my God, the pronunciation. Like, Mauritius. Where? I had to take a map and I looked. A small island. I said, oh, really? Jamaica. Canada, U.S., U.S. is, after Germany, U.S. is top on the list, where they listen to my messages. Germany stands first place, U.S., um, then the, the other countries that follow, U.K., Canada, Jamaica, Belgium. In Africa, you have South Africa, you have Nigeria, you have Cameroon. People are being blessed. I was on preaching the first message, as soon as I finished, I went to share and I went to check. I said, oh, somebody just listened. While I was on preaching, somebody was listening to the message. I preached on Wednesday. I always get the, the this thing. The, the, this. I go to my status and you see the number of people, where the country, the percentage. That is just on Anchor. There's Spotify there. I don't know where they listen to. They have uh, an um, Apple podcast or something. They listen. There are people who just go on Google, they Google my name and they listen because I have it all. You see the percentage, they show it and anchor how many percent they listen to your message via anchor, Spotify, Apple porn, Google porn, and other uh, uh, um, and devices that people use or, or media that people use to listen to the messages. If I were in a convent, I would have been stuck just in that small convent there. So God's time is the best. When I was at my low moment, that's when I bond with God. Because I was this spirit. And I said, man cannot help me. I was this spirit for God to do things for me. And the only way is for you to seek him, for you to be radical. Then I just joined Princess Balemzi Ministries 2017. She said, fast, I will do. The very first time I heard God was when I did my very first three-day drive fast with the ministries. Now it's school of power. Back then we were even doing uh, um, the fasting on a prayer line. She had a prayer line. 
I'll just dial it on my house phone, put it on speaker, and I connect. That's way back. I've been with the ministry now for four years. You grow. I was not preaching then. But when you stick with God, he will elevate you and you will grow. Somebody praise the Lord. When you stick with God, he will elevate you and you will grow. That's not me speaking this so. When you stick with God, he will elevate you and you will grow. My God. My God. This is powerful. I have to write it down because I, I need this. It just came out from my mouth. When you stick with God, He will elevate you. And you will grow. Spiritual growth, which is what we need, which is very important in our lives. Where I am today, this is not how I was three years ago, even two years ago, even last year, even last week. I keep growing, I keep increasing. I never knew I would preach someday. I knew, okay, I'm not a reverend sister, fine, then that was not my destiny. Let me just live my life, you know, do my thing and that's it. But no, you who think it's over, God has... God has something in store for you. And that has brought me to today's message. The message is God on our side. Somebody say God on our side. God on our side. The Bible says if God is for you, who can be against you? The message today is God on our side. What the enemy would Turn for bad. What enemy will plan, right? To ruin you. God will turn it for good. Praise the Lord. What the enemy will use to shame you. God will use it to elevate you to glory. To bring you up. So they will see his glory in your life. When the enemy think they are finished with you. God say, no, no, no. I'm just starting. This, it will blend in my plans. <laughs> God said, this one is going to blend in my plans. If we understand what the Bible means by in everything, we should give God thanks. My dear brothers and sisters in Christ, we will not cry when things are not moving. As human, from time to time, your flesh will kill you. be like, why now, Father, why? But if you are in the spirit, like I preached in the very first um, uh, message today, seeking to please God. We have to be in the spirit. If you are in the spirit all the time, you will know that these things, you are not even supposed to bother because it will definitely fall back in place and just at the right and where God wants it to be. If you are in the spirit, you will know God is in charge. You will know he is in control. He is the master planner. He is the game changer. The enemy cannot see beyond. What they just see now, they say, oh, let me do this now. No. God is 10 years ahead, 100 years. What is 10? 100 years ahead of the enemy. 100 years ahead of the enemy. I used to love the church when I was growing. Morning mass, I'll be there. From my childhood age, I will go to church. 
I remember this incident that happened when I was probably about five, six years. It was Sunday. They said we should go to church. I'm not going to church. I went. I was playing. You know, in Africa, it's easy. You go and play with neighbors. So I was not forced. My parents also they were not so strong in church. So to them, I was like, okay. She comes, she comes, she doesn't find. So those who wanted to go, they went. They didn't force us. So after they have left, it's like, no, I have to go to church. And my senior brothers, they were in boarding school. On that day, boarding school, their school was visiting. So they attended the church. So I left home. I didn't know my mother has gone to church. So I dressed. I took my senior sister, one of her, we used to call it Sabo Slippers. I was her second follower. My sister was probably about nine. Yeah. She was about nine there about. I took her slippers. Imagine a six-year or five-year-old girl wearing a nine-year-old girl's um, slipper shoes, sabots, whatever you call it. So I wore it, wore a long skirt, her skirt, and I tie a bird on it. I've dressed, I'm going to church. I didn't even look for my own things. I wore my sister's things. And I was entering the church. It was a Presbyterian church. The pastor was preaching. I think they didn't have a Catholic church. It was a small village. Nyasoso. Now it has grown, it has developed. My father was a headmaster in the primary school there in, in Yasuso. So, no, he was not a headmaster then. It was after that they transferred him. He was a normal primary school teacher with my mother. So, that was his last station then. He got promoted to the position of a headmaster. So, we left, they left. So, I followed behind. I came when the, the pastor was there preaching. As he was preaching, I walked inside the church. As I walked into the church with the sabots, was making noise. Crush, 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 he sat quiet. Even the other day, I talked to it with my mother and we were laughing. My mother said, oh, Mbole, you. I walked, I was walking straight. I was not ashamed, bold. I was just marching into the church, walking. And I went and sat right in front. When I came, I had to push the make space. I sat and I grabbed my dress, you know, and I sat there and he started preaching. I've always been around the church. When we're transferred to a new station, a new city or whatever, I make sure I look for the church. I'm the one who will discover where the church is. I remember one time we went to another city in Cameroon. It's called Nguti. While we're in Nguti, they had a Catholic church there and then they had a, um, a Catholic hospital. And in the church, you had brothers in the church. They were not reverend fathers. I think they were like, they have to undergo some training for a certain period of time before they become reverend fathers. I knew most of them. I was about eight years then. I, I, I knew the reverend fathers in the church. I'll even go to the church. I had some white reverend fathers there. I'll go after mass. I'll go to the father's house. I will sit and take breakfast with them. In Africa, the masses are early in the morning. By eight, nine o'clock, masses are over. So that's when they'll have their breakfast. A couple of times, I've sat there and I've ate with them. And my mother will be like, then they will drive me home with their car. They'll come and drop me. So that's to tell you how I really loved the church. But when I was growing, now you are t- I became a teenager. And you start thinking of certain things. Oh, secondary school. Yeah, from four, from five. Your friends are dating. To you like, oh, probably you are left out. And the devil plays that. I'm like, no, no, okay. I'll go to church on Sundays, do my morning mass, come back. I came to a point even when I was in high school, university, I'll use the morning mass as an excuse. At times I'll even go to nightclub, sleep at your boyfriend, sleep at my boyfriend's place, and I'll come back in the morning. I was like, I went to the, to the morning mass. 
Father, thank you for forgiving me, Father Lord. Have mercy, Lord. For anyone who is out there using the church to lie, Father, have mercy on them. May your spirit arrest them and bring them back to you. That's what I was doing. But that was a sin. Lying, I was, I was in the church. And I went to the nightclub. At times, I even slept over at my boyfriend's place. The devil used that, turn my, turn it around. I know this one, let her be doing things of the world. But guess what? God arrested me 2017 through Princess Balemzi Ministries. And I became born again. And now God is using me to his glory. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. And God can do the same to you. You that they say, can anything come good out of you? Can anything good come out of you? You would that they say, this is your life. Your life is, you say, your life is finished. Nothing. Ah, this one, what, what else? Just forget about it. No. God has a lot in store for you. But you have to seek him first and seek to please him. Remember, he's always on you, by your side. God is by your side. He's there. He's always calling. He's talking to us. But we are carried away with the things of the world. Our flesh, we always allow our flesh to kick in. And we forget him. But if we seek him and we stay in his presence, we'll live in the spirit. We'll allow our flesh to die. God will use us mightily. God will use us mightily. So today's message is God on our side. God is on our side. The devil will tell you, no, look at you. God has abandoned you. Look at your life. You have been going to church all this year. You who say God, you who is saying this, where is God? No, say God is here with me and my life because God is here. If not of God, I would have been dead and gone because that's what the devil wants for you. The devil doesn't want to keep you alive, but to kill you, to destroy you. God keeps saving you. God has been for you. God is with you. God is for you. And when God is for you, no one can defeat you. No one can bring you down. God is by your side. He is there. He is standing. He is knocking. He wants to come in. You have to surrender totally. You have to say, Father, I give my life. Take over my life. I'll have to lead someone to Christ. If you are ready, before we continue with the message, just repent of your sin. Take a minute and confess your sin. Tell God to forgive you of your sins.
want to assume you have repented of your sins so you repeat after me as i say the salvation prayer say father lord i come into your presence as a sinner i confess my sin forgive me i did not know any better i promise not to go back to my old ways i believe that jesus came and died on the cross so that my sins can be wiped away i accept jesus christ as my lord and personal savior be the lord over my life i promise to serve you forever and ever in jesus name amen put your hand on your chest say i am born again welcome to the kingdom of god you are now a new creature be filled with the holy ghost god bless you do not go back sinning heaven is celebrating you heaven is rejoicing if you said the salvation prayer whatever sin you have committed god has forgiven you you are now a brand new person you have to maintain it your salvation you have to work for it you have to maintain is that simple you are now saved. You are now born again. But you have to work to maintain it. Stay away from the bad habits. Going to nightclubs, smoking, humanizing, fornication, adultery, gossiping, telling lies. Stay away from all your sinful ways. Read your Bible. Listen to the messages. Pray. You have to build your relationship with God. You have to bond with Him. You can listen to the message. If you don't put in the work, nothing will work for you. The messages are there to encourage you, to remind you. But create time to pray, to talk, to communicate with God. I'm here today because I put in time. It's been four years. I keep listening to Princess Belema. I keep praying. I remember I will pray. I will cry. When she said fast, I joined the fasting. I did my own personal fast at times. I will fast on my own. I will pray. I will be cooking and I'm praying. I'm like, Father, you have to change my situation. Father, you have to come in. You have to do something. You have to show up for me. And here am I today. Not everybody will be a preacher, but your life will be better. Because the Bible says, seek him first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. And every other thing shall be added unto you. If not of God, we would have been dead and gone. We would have been dead and gone. But because he loves us and he's always with us, that's why we are still here today. Just a minute. the Lord. 
so we have to we have to live our life to please God and God alone I want to read from the Bible let me read the book of Genesis if you have your Bible go to the book of Genesis um, Genesis 31 we'll read from verse 38 to 42 Genesis 31 For 20 years this is Jacob talking to his father-in-law For 20 years I have been with you caring for your flocks in all that time your sheep and goats never miscarried In all those years I never used a single ram for your a single ram of yours for food if any were attacked and killed by wild animals, I never showed you the carcass and asked you to reduce the count of your flock. No, I took the loss myself. You made me pay for every stolen animal, whether it was taken in broad daylight or in dark of night. I worked for you through scorch heat, through the, through the scorching heat, of the day and through cold and sleepless night yes for 20 years i slaved in your house i worked for 14 years any your two daughters and then six more years for your flock and you changed my wages 10 times in fact if not of my if not of my excuse me in fact if if the god of my father had not been on my side the God of Abraham and the fearsome God of Isaac, you would have sent me away empty-handed. But God has seen your abuse and my hard work. That is why he appeared to you last night and rebuked you. Praise the Lord. So you read the story. We don't have much time. But you read it. Jacob was talking to, he was addressing his father-in-law who followed him, you know, Jacob left with his daughters since he was married to two of his daughters. He took them and his grandchildren and his flock and his slaves and he was going after he had slaved on him for 20 years. But this man was so greedy that he wanted to drink. You know, there are some people you will be with them. Even in friendship, you have some friends that you will sacrifice for them. When they have their things, you are always there. They want this. They call you in the middle of the night. Oh, I'm not feeling well. You will run to their place. You always help them. They have an occasion. You will cook. You take their things as yours. But when it comes to your own, they don't even look at it as something. They will give you excuses or they will not put in half of what you do because you have love in them and you are genuine. There are people like that. But nevertheless, God always rewards you. Those who think are smart, who want to use you, who will exploit you, don't meet their water low. Don't worry. That's why God, this message is here today. To encourage someone, know that God is on your side. They might be treating you bad. They are your place of work. You are giving it your all. You are always there. They say this one is sick. You walk. They say this, you walk over time. Oh, we need somebody too. To replace somebody who cannot come to work, they call you, you say, okay, no problem. You're not just doing it because you love money, but you're doing it because you know that there's a need. Somebody has to do it. Somebody has to do the job. 
It's not because they'll pay. Because then they might be at the end of the day we are paying her. No. no. You can also say no. After I sign my contract to work this. So working overtime is also stressful. It's not just about the money. But yet they don't treat you nicely. Don't worry. Your God will fight for you. Just like he fought for Jacob. The father-in-law did all of those things. Leban. He treated Jacob badly. He treated, if you read the story, so interesting. And you will be amazed at God's great, the mighty hand of God upon Jacob's life. But Jacob left there as a rich man. He thought he was tricking him to get married to. Jacob wanted one of his daughters. He tricked him. Finally, he got two. Now, many more grandchildren. He had flock. He had a lot. Somebody who came empty-handed. He's going back to his father's house or to his hometown with a lot of blessings. Somebody they thought they were using stay here will exploit him, pretending to be nice to him. 20 years. He said, if not that the God of my father and grandfather, Abraham and Isaac, if not that he was with me, I would have gone empty-handed. That's why you yourself, you have to do good wherever you are when you're doing something do it with your one mind if your heart is clean god will fight for you at times it will be like you are losing it will be like they are winning but i bet you with faith and belief and you know what you did is right god will show up for you like he showed up for jacob at the end of the day if you read the story down he is the one who was telling him that let them negotiate let them go into an agreement Know that God is on your side, no matter what you are going through. But for God to fight for you, you have to repent. Change your ways. Live right to please Him. Seek to please God. And He will continue to be on your side. You will come out victorious. If you have God, you have everything. If you have Him, you have everything. Even at your place of work, they might all... You know, form a clique to persecute you, to even lie, to set you up. Your boss will even sit and baba. How can this be possible that everyone, no one is on her side? You say, no, let me investigate. And he will invest, investigate or she, and she will find out that no, they lied. And they'll be the one to lose their job. Haven't you seen situations like that? All you need to do is stay in God's presence. Be led by the Spirit of God. Be good, be kind. Spread love, share love, love people. Stay away from sin and God will fight all your battles. He sees. Remember, he said, God, who neither sleeps nor slumber. He neither sleeps nor slumber. Let me show you some other verses in the Bible. Psalms 56 verses 9 says, My enemies will reach will retreat when I call to you for help. This I know God is on my side. Because this one, you are saying it with confidence. If you are born again, you have repented of your sin. You are living right. And you go down on your knees. You say, Father, they are fighting me at my place of work. Father, look how they are doing. See how they are treating me. See how they are plotting against me. I come to work. I do my job. 
I do a clean job. I'm always on time, but they will lie. They need somebody to fill in for them. I always come. They will call me. They say they need somebody. This one is sick. My colleagues, I always go in for them. But yet my wages are small. They pay me less. They do this. They do that. They do that. Father, fight my battle for me. Your enemies will withdraw. They will run. They will surrender. They'll be like, ah, we plotted. It didn't work. We set this trap. She did not fall in. What's going on? Because you have a bigger God. A God who is on your side. Psalm 16 verse 8 also says, I know the God is always with me. I will not be shaken for he is right beside me. That's the spirit of a believer. You are not seeing him, but you believe that all the lies they are lying. You know your God is with you. Hold on to these words. This is what Isaiah 41 verse 10 says. Do not be afraid for I am with you. This is a promise God is promising. He said, do not be afraid for I am with you. Don't be discouraged for I am your God. I will strengthen you and help you. I will hold you up with my right, my victorious right hand. Praise the Lord. Let me take it all over again. Isaiah 41 verses 10 says, Do not be afraid for I am with you. Don't be discouraged for I am your God. I will strengthen you. He will strengthen you through the situation you are going. He will give you the strength to withstand that difficult situation you are going through. Is it your marriage? Are you going through divorce? That was never your plan. It's never a plan of anybody to go into marriage and that they will divorce nobody plans that but when the enemy comes and brings it and he's shaking it hold on to god's words he said i will strengthen you and help you i will hold you up with my victorious right hand when the mighty hand of god is upon you any other thing is nonsense let them gather the Bible says they will gather in seven, in, they will gather, right? But they will flee in seven directions. Let them form their clique. Let them lie. It seems like they are winning. But the victorious right hand of God is upon you and you will emerge victorious. No matter what you are going through, may God strengthen you today. Receive strength in the mighty name of Jesus. Receive strength. That's what I just said in my spirit. Receive strength. Receive it with faith. It is well with you. Know that God is on your side. But for us to see God's glory in our life, we need to live right. As you have listened to the words today, do not harden your heart. Live right. Repent. Live to please only God and please God alone. Keep listening to the messages. Share them. Invite someone to listen to them. Read your Bible. And live a life pleasing to God alone. Okay? Until we meet again, go out, spread love, share love. And I love you with the love of God. You are blessed. Bye-bye.